You are loved, you are free. Hope community, how's it going? Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you haven't done so already, please hit the share button. Let's get this message out. Let's send this out to our friends, our family, our neighbors. Uh, we want to get the message of hope out as far as we can. Also, hit the like button. That helps us out too. That gets this uh, message out in front of more folks. Uh, so you really help us out when you do that. And you guys have done a wonderful job of that over the last few months. And, and so just keep up the good work. And if it's your first time here hanging with us, I'm going to say this again like I've been saying forever. If, you're, if it's your first time, guess what? You're part of the family now. Uh, you are a part of Hope Community, and where you're at right now, listening to this, processing it, and then uh, taking it in, and then uh, making it uh, yours to where you can go out and share it with other folks, guess what? We consider that a Hope Community. We've moved beyond four walls. We've moved beyond a central location, and now basically we say wherever you're at, Wherever you take these concepts that you've heard from me or, or someone else from the Hope community, from the comments and from the blogs and the things that we've posted, all of that, you take that in and then you share that with other folks. You love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, all of that. Guess what? That's Hope community. You're a Hope dealer and uh, you are spreading good news everywhere you go. So welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, we are in the month of October. This is our... Uh, two-year anniversary, so to speak, as Hope Community. Uh, it has been a wild ride, especially the last few months, uh, but it has been an awesome ride. And so you guys have been running with us, and uh, we've just been talking for the last few weeks about the Hope Rebellion, about rebelling against the cynicism, the bitterness, the strife, the anger, all this volatile stuff that seems to be prevailing over culture right now, uh, our heart is to rebel against that with hope and life. Um, somebody uh, sent me a, uh, a quote today and it said, um, be so free, so full of hope and love, so full of peace that your very existence is an act of rebellion. Rebellion against all this crazy stuff that has been happening lately, uh, especially in these last few years. So much strife and so much opposition with one another. Uh, we forget that we're human. We, Especially in the church, we forget that we're created in the image of God. Everybody is. Not just a select few, not just the chosen frozen, but everyone is created in the image of Father. Right? And so we should see each other we should honor one another because of the, because of that image, because of uh, of just the the love that we should have for one another. And so, I've just been thinking a lot about this lately. Like, how do we transform our surroundings? How do we transition from this just anxiety, stress-filled <laughs> culture to really what it means to be human? A life of love and peace and joy. And and to some folks, when I share those things, you might think that that's, uh, you know, trying to create something that can't happen. But I believe that when you read the Gospels especially, and you read uh, the New Testament, you read those scriptures, you hear a, a, a counterculture message. Because even in the time that... Uh, 
that the New Testament was written, uh, you had a very cynical, you had a very um, uh, strife-filled environment at the time. And the things that Christ taught, the things that later the, the disciples taught uh, in the early church, you see a rise in uh, a counterculture, so to speak. You see a rise in, in trying to live a life of love in the midst of, of life, uh, of a culture of hate and destruction and pain. Um, you saw even in the midst of a pandemic in some places uh, where people were hurting and sick that the church would actually love and care for and take those people in. Uh, you saw a, uh, a huge influx of orphans and, and families that were broken uh, and tore apart and um, Christians would through love, offer their homes and offer their lives up and, and, and be a good neighbor, so to speak. And so the church has always been about producing the opposite of strife, producing the opposite of anger and bitterness, producing the opposite of uh, a culture that would try to destroy life. And so I read a lot of science fiction, and I read a lot of science that goes along with science fiction. As a matter of fact, I'm reading a book right now called Red Mars. It's a book that I read when I, when I was a teenager in high school. And I'm going to use this word again because I used it a couple weeks ago. Um, but it talks about terraforming planets and basically terraforming. And I'm, I've got notes this time. I'm going to read it to you. Terraforming is, is basically Earth shaping a planet, a moon, or any type of body, okay? And it's modifying the atmosphere, the temperature, the surface, the, the topography, and ecology of that body uh, to the point that it makes it inhabitable for an Earth-like life. So when I look at culture right now, and I look at what's happening around us, it's almost uninhabitable, right? It's hard to get along with or hard to even have a simple conversation. It's hard to have a disagreement with somebody. It's hard to even love your neighbor as yourself because there's so much contention and there's so much strife. Um, and I believe that what Christ was trying to teach us, because he grew up in a very contentious time as well, I think what Christ was trying to teach us was this idea of terraforming. Um, if you look at the beginning of creation, the Trinity terraformed creation. They made it inhabitable for life. And the main function behind that terraforming was love. And so humanity and <laughs> took that that was terraformed, that, that life that was created from love, they took that and look what they did with it. And then you get to the time of Christ and Christ comes and he basically says, hey, listen, we're going to terraform the culture. We're going to make this inhabitable again. And he once again shares the, the heart of the terraform, and that is love. And from love uh, comes hope and faith and peace and, and life and joy and all those things. He begins to teach us this. And I, think, and I talked last week how the manifesto of the Hope Rebellion is basically... Christ's teachings at the Sermon on the Mount. And then the, the subsequent miracles and, uh, and other teachings that he does following that. Um, he, he's showing us that through this rebellion of hope and life and love, that an existence can happen 
that's actually human, right? We've created, created an inhumane culture around us, making it almost impossible, not only for human beings to live, but look at the planet around us that is suffering, that the life uh, and the places in certain aspects of the earth that's suffering from what we've been doing because we haven't been a good steward, because we've been operating in this uh, inhumane idea of how to relate to one another. Like even in business, in some areas, we haven't been loving our neighbor as ourselves. Yes, you should be, we should be doing that even in our businesses. We should be loving our surroundings the way we want to be taken care of. We should be taking care of those spots that, the way we want our spot to be taken care of, so to speak. And so we're making places around us in are uninhabitable. And so the way to change that is this idea of terraforming through love by living this life of hope. Um, you know, going back to that uh, idea that, that of being so free, so full of hope, so full of love, so full of peace, that our very existence is a rebellion against all that uninhabitable nonsense that's happening around us. And it's something that is going to take time to see change. Any rebellion against something that's harmful and hurtful is going to take time to fix. And, you know, I was reading some different articles uh, this week about uh, the idea of actually going to another planet or a moon or somewhere and actually terraforming it and making it uh, inhabitable, a place to live where life and, you know, can live there. And they, they were saying that it could take upwards to 100,000 years to take something like Mars or Venus and make it inhabitable for human beings to live on. And uh, there's all kinds of theories and all kinds of thoughts and, and what kind of uh, what kind of stuff you would need to do that. But it's going to take time. And I was thinking about that. You know, when, when Christ was teaching, um, he had this mindset that, this, that, that life of hope is something that should be uh, looking forward, uh, looking from Father's perspective, and, and that time is not... A, um, a, a hindrance, that we have time, that we have um, this process that we can walk through, that we shouldn't be afraid that this is going to take some time uh, to switch, to change. Um, it, it, it should be an enjoyment, an enjoyment. It should be joyful, uh, and, and you should enjoy the fact that this is slow that this is going to be a deliberate process, that this is going to take time. And it's really a picture of... Are you ready for this? The, what did Jesus talk about a whole lot? He talked a lot, a lot about seeds. He talked a lot about planting. He taught a lot about uh, taking care of the seed and watering it, sowing and reaping, right? There's a lot of seeds that we've got to be planting in this terraform process. We, we not only are uh, filled with hope, but we deal that hope, or we plant seeds of hope. We plant seeds of love and life and joy. Uh, we listen, right? Um, I'm learning more and more. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a geek in this moment because if you can see behind us, we, we've kind of gotten into having plants in our house and we want more plants. Um, so, you know, uh, reading about uh, having plants in your house and 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 kind of geeking out on it a little bit I, I'm learning more about 
certain styles of music that you play around plants and talking to plants and watering that plants and 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 really an atmosphere this is going to sound crazy but it's there's scientific studies that prove this that atmospheres around the plants that you're growing in your house if there's 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 love and happiness and there's joy and and you're watering and taking care of and you're watching over them basically the same way you would take care of an animal in your house guess what they grow uh they grow more and more i want to show you this i'm gonna go around the camera real quick i'm gonna show you this bad boy when we got this plant a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks ago it was probably about a couple months ago it was only coming up about this high and i really didn't know what it was going to do and man when you look at it now look, it's growing down the side it's growing this way there's another guy growing this way and uh lindsay actually put in i don't know what it's called but she put another plant in here and it was really just if you can see it this leaf right here and this whole new shoot has come up to grow a whole new plant just from a leaf and you know, I kind of consider that my baby, and I've been taking care of it, and I've been putting water in it, and, uh, you know, it's been growing. And that's what happens when we intentionally pour ourselves into something and share hope and life and love. We plant the seed, we take care of it, we water it, we grow it, and we, uh, you know, just make it a part of us and watch what happens and that's this idea that I've been talking about for the last few weeks about this hope rebellion this idea that we can make what's around us habitable again or we can make it a place of life again and we really do that by by us just being us who we are intended to be and so I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you to be you. Be who the Father created you to be. And nobody, maybe nobody's ever told you that you were allowed to be you. Maybe nobody has ever told you that you were valued beyond measure, uh, that you were loved, not just by us, but by the Father himself. He loves you and he created you, whoever you are. Uh, he created you to be you. And he wants you to live that out in front of other folks. Discovering who you are, I want you to understand this, discovering who you are has so many roots in discovering who the Father is. Because maybe you're like me, you grew up thinking that, the, that God the Father was mad, he was ticked off at you, uh, there's nothing that you could do that was ever right, there, you know, and, and maybe you got to the point where well, there's no way I can be this perfect person that folks want me to be, that they're telling me that, that God says I should be, so I might as well just give up and, and quit trying to be whatever. I just want you to know that those were false expectations. Those are things that the Father has never asked of anyone. He really just wants you to be you and to discover yourself. And in discovering yourself and learning to love yourself, right? Discovering yourself, learning to love yourself, walking in that love that the Father is freely giving, you're learning to love yourself. And in that, you turn and you see the person down the street that might be a drug addict, that might be going through hell, that might be going through whatever. You might see another neighbor that, that looks like they got their life together, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're having some issues too. You might see the person across the street that likes the different political candidate than you do. 
But what happens is, is when you learn how to love yourself and be yourself, you see that person the way the Father sees them, right? Because you went through the process of seeing how the Father sees you and how much he loves you and how much he wants you to be you. And then you look across the street and you're like, no matter where this person is and no matter how much I differ from them and how much I may even uh, disagree with them, they're still loved by the Father. They're still created to be who they are. And I've got to learn to love them as the Father loves them. Doesn't mean I have to dis- I have to agree with them. Doesn't mean I have to like what they like. But it does mean I have to honor the image of the Creator in them. And when that happens, because think about it, that's not normal or what's what's uh, portrayed as normal today, right? You're rebelling against the false ideals, the false humanity that's been presented for I don't know how many years. And you're bringing hope and life and truth into those moments. And guess what happens through this process of, you know, it's really age old, (laughs) sowing and reaping. When When you sow these seeds and you begin to water them with love and care, and, they, and things start to grow. Guess what happens? It's a slow process. But when you start doing this in your neighborhood and you start seeing change in yourself and four or five other neighbors, and then they take this to work, it's a slow process. And we, we begin to terraform our surroundings. And so if this is happening here, this is why we've, we've moved to this, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it... Um, or try to label it, but it's the reason why we moved from trying to be so much in a central location, trying to be in a four wall experience, but to open ourselves up and understand that, that hope community is everywhere we're at. Um, I think the issue, uh, and and the reason why we're kind of in the mess we're in is because, uh, at least speaking from the church perspective, we've tried to hide things and, and put things in four wall scenarios and, the gospel good news and the life of Christ was never meant to be like that. It was always meant to be in homes and at tables and, and, and you're going and you're coming and you're walking and all that. That's, that's what this life was meant to be. And we tried to compartmentalize it and put it into something, box it up, and you can't do it because that's not freedom. And Christ has called us to freedom. And freedom is not easy, Right? It's not. Freedom sometimes is scary. But that's the life that we're called to. So, man, I hope you've been enjoying these. I thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, And uh, if you haven't checked out our website, please do. We are hopecommunity.com. There's a lot of articles there, a lot of stuff um, that you can connect with and hopefully grow from, and you can even share with others. Um, Don't forget about the dwelling. Those are every other Tuesday. We just did one last Tuesday, and so it'll be two weeks before the the next one. Um, But we have been going through the book, uh, Learning to Walk in the Dark, And I know some of you, because we've kind of conversed and talked about this, some of you guys are in a place where it seems dark. It it seems like you don't know how to even walk and take the next step and move forward or what, you know, all those feelings. And and, um, 
Maybe some of you are, are in a moment of grief and sorrow right now. And, and I know what it's like because I've grown, I've, I've grown up in the church. And so I know we're always told uh, that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't uh, dwell in those dark emotions and those, those dark places. Or we should be afraid of the dark and walk away from the dark and, and not be in it. And we've created all this artificial light. And I really think the Father wants us to learn in the dark to walk in it, to recognize that there's beautiful things in the dark, and not be afraid of those emotions like sorrow and grief. Uh, to, you know, it's not healthy to hang out there, but it is healthy to recognize them, see them, and grow from them, and honestly, not be like the church has been forever. It seems like, and making people feel guilty and shamed for for grieving or, or, or holding on to uh, some despair because of a tragic event. But what we should actually be doing is helping folks in those moments. And so what I want to encourage you in is this, if you are uh, dealing with some of those things or, or maybe you've, you feel stuck and, and it feels dark in this moment, you're like, how do I walk in this? Well, come and hang out with us because we're talking about that book and it's been really good. And you can go back on the website and on uh, our Facebook page as well as the Dwellings Facebook page and listen to some of those discussions and talks as we walk through that book. I think it'll be very helpful for you. And I also want to say this too, that we at Hope Community do not uh, look down on uh, going to the doctor when you feel overwhelmed. Uh, when you feel stressed and anxious uh, and you feel like you need to talk to somebody, maybe you need to, to go talk to a psychiatrist or, or something in the longs. Like we, we do not have a problem with therapy. We think therapy is a good thing. And we always want to encourage someone to go talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. We in the church, we can, we can point people in the right direction. We can talk about these things. We can share what scripture shares. Um, but sometimes we need a doctor because you know what? God created them too right? All, all of that flows from the Father. And so we want you to know that, please, no, don't be ashamed. Uh, uh, people may have said things to you in the past that you just need to get over it. Listen, go talk to somebody, please. Go talk to somebody. Um, if you need help finding someone, message us and we will help you find somebody. We are in crazy times right now and we don't want anybody to feel locked behind their door locked behind in shame and, and can't get out. If you need help, let us know and uh, we'll do what we can, okay? So I want you to know you're valued beyond measure. We love you. We thank you for hanging out with us today. And please, if you need anything, let us know. Thank you guys for hanging out.
Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure.